Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Charles Wunzuzo. Now, let's get down to business. It is always an exciting time for me to sit with you and go through scriptures together because God has given us a mandate to open your eyes to see who you really are in Christ. From time immemorial, it has always been on the mind of God to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God to anybody who is willing to listen. And once again, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal another truth to us today. Please stay tuned. Today I'll be discussing on a topic captioned on bended knees. We live in a world where we have bended the knee or a world where we have compromised our stand with God. Please listen. You may be in your own you know, small corner thinking you are all good, all righteous and holy. But if your fellow brothers and sisters in the faith are bending and compromising in their lives, then none of us is restored. And this message should concern you too. Sometimes it is not just about you. It is about the general state of the church on the land. And we ought to be concerned about that. We ought to be concerned about the growing sentiment against the church of God and the power we seem to have lost as a church on the land. We see a gradual decay creeping into our society and there is no one to stem the tide of these things you know, coming into our societies, schools, public offices, and unfortunately, the infiltration of our churches. We seem to have let down our guard and allowed the enemy from the pit of hell to invade our thinking and way of life. And we suddenly feel okay to accept these norms, you know, this new age culture and standards of this world when the Bible says, do not conform to the standards of this world or do not conform to the customs of this world. And for the purpose of clarity, the decay I am referring to are laws and decrees that God condemns as sin, evil, and vile. Remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His standards have not changed. What God saw as sin back in the day is still sin today. And many have bended to laws and norms that are surely against God's word and standards. This message of unbended knees speaks to us to remain standing in the face of opposition and growing attacks going under the church of God in our world today. It is now sadly unpopular to be, pro- to be a professing Christian. It is now unpopular opinion to abstain from sex until you are married. It is unpopular to remain faithful to only one partner in a marriage. It is unpopular to dress decently. It is unpopular to be seen reading your Bible. And it is now unpopular to openly declare Jesus to a lost and dying world. But then my Bible tells me 
in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, and it says, One with God is in the majority. Sad thing is, in these things I have mentioned, many have compromised or bended the knee, even Christians. Due to growing pressure from society, friends, family, and jobs, many have bended the knee to compromise their stand with God. They have joined the bandwagon of people going the wrong way. They have joined themselves to people who are lost and groping in the dark. God has called us to stand and not bend the knee in the evil days. And guess what? The evil days are here. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, and I read, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. The scripture where we have just read encourages us to what? Stand your ground. Yes. Stand your ground as soldiers of Christ. And do not concede any piece of ground to the enemy. To stand your ground is to not bend the knee. Because when you begin to compromise and shift grounds, in other words, when you begin to bend the knee, it physically involves bending the knee to allow the enemy take over grounds you have just considered to the devil. This is why there is a constant spiritual battle over your mind and over the soul of the nations of the world. But the people who will stand are those who have determined to not bend the knee, to not compromise, to not bow to pressure. Now, allow me to elucidate further with uh, real-life proof that can be verified on the internet. Number one, just recently in the United States, a young boy was sent home twice for speaking up about his faith. Number two, China have begun a crackdown on Christians and even paying neighbors to expose Christians living in their neighborhood. Three, a drag queen who goes by the name Sochi Mochi, wearing five horns on her head, reads a story to children at the Michelle Obama Neighborhood Library in Long Beach, California. And this happened in October 14, 2017. Number four. A Christian mother was forced out of the library and dragged by cops and also are harassed by a group called Antifa, all because of her faith. Number five. In Ethiopia, Ethiopian authorities have ordered an evangelical crackdown to shut down churches, forcing Christians to leave the city. Number six. A satanic temple. A satanic temple member was allowed to open a government meeting with the phrase, Hail Satan, in the United States. Number seven. A Supreme Court in Canada have now declared that most bestiality is legal 
Now, the determination stemmed from a case involving a British Columbia man convicted of 13 counts sexually assaulting his stepdaughters, including one count of bestiality. But the man, identified only as DLW, was acquitted of the bestiality count with this new ruling. Now, for those who don't know, bestiality is the sexual intercourse between a person and an animal. I mean, how insane is that? Number eight. The Church of England says it will recognize marriages of transgender worshippers. You can find these stories and more on www.christianpost.com. You know, and I could go on and on about these things going on in our world today. You know, the attacks on our faith, you know, causing us to bend the knee and wanting us to accept these norms, these new age ideas as normal. There are some things so wrong that we cannot allow ourselves to get used to them. We must always be outraged over them, always grieved over them. We can never accept them as the new status quo. This is unacceptable. This is perverse. This is outrageous. These are things we cannot grow to like or grow to be comfortable about. These are the very things we refuse to bend the knee to. My key text will be taken from 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 18. And in response, God said to Elijah, Nevertheless, I have reserved for myself 7,000 people who have not bent the knee to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Let me give you a background story about the verse we just read. From verse 1, Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab, had sent a message to Elijah saying, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. On hearing this, Elijah was afraid for his life and he ran. Please know that at this time, the queen, that is Jezebel, had destroyed all of God's laws and institutions in Israel. She had killed God's prophets and Elijah was her prime target. The queen had successfully turned the heart of the king against God, and, and he then started making decrees against the believers in her day. Reading further down, we see Elijah painting a graphic picture of what was happening in the city. When you read verse 10, there's a part where he said, The Israelites have rejected your covenant. Turn, that's torn, down your altars and put your prophets to death by the sword. Does this sound familiar? In the age we live in, there is a system, systemic and gradual destruction of God's laws. And decrees are being made to erode our beliefs deliberately. The enemy knows the laws and decrees are attacks against the church of God in the land. They are putting pressure on believers to bow the knee and kiss Baal. Now, 
Ba represents all things that are not of God. It represents laws, customs, and norms that are in conflict with what the Bible teaches. Many in our day have bowed the knees to the laws and new age customs of this age. They have kissed Baal in reference. Only a certain number of people, like we just read, the 7,000, stayed committed to God and his laws. These 7,000 represent people, believers, who refused to bend the knee. Despite what was going on in their world, they resisted the pressure of the king to bend the knee and accept the customs that they knew conflicted against God and his laws. In our day and age today, are you among the number? Or are you bending the knee to the pressure coming from the enemy? Oh, I pray for strength for you today. There are many instances of great men and women in the Bible who resisted the pressure to bend the knee and kiss bow. Another great example are uh, three young men back in the days. These men have gone down history as men who took a stand even in the face of death. Yes, death. These men defiled death. They were men who preferred to die than having to bend the knee to bow. Let's look into the scripture. Stay with me now, okay? <laughs> and I'll be reading from Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 to 30. It's a long one, but uh, this long scripture I'm going to read will be worth the wait. Okay, so please be patient with me. So Daniel chapter 3 from verse 1, and it says, King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial officers to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all these officials came and stood before the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald shouted, People of all races and nations and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So, at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers who went to the king and informed on the Jews, they said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three men, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon, 
They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought before him. When they brought them in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down. In other words, I will give you one more chance to bend the knee and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then, what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Can you imagine? Well, we'll continue to read. Now, in verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never bend the knee. We will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Oh, verse 19. And he says, it's quite funny, you know. It says, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. That's to show you the level of anger. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, saying, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Uh, Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, the officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their head was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defiled the king's command. They refused to bend the knees and were willing to die 
rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be turned, torn, limb from limb, and their houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. There is no other God who can rescue like this. Finally, verse 30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions in the province of Babylon. So you see, it is so clear. That is the God that we serve. That is the one true living God. Phew, but that was a long one though. But it was worth the read, don't you agree? The story is very clear. These men refused to bend the knee to the king's new decree. Just take a minute and imagine millions of people bowing down to this decree and just you standing out. Of course, the initial reaction would be anger because the king flew into a rage. The powers that be, the government, that is the initial reaction, they will fly into a rage. You would be ridiculed because of your stand. Because, you know, people are naturally drawn to numbers. If it's just you, just one person against one million, you, though you do not have the strength in numbers, but God will always be on your side. You may even be persecuted for your faith. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men were tied and thrown into their deaths. But in the end, God will always be glorified. My brothers and sisters, many have gone before us in this faith walk with God. Many have lost their lives and many have been imprisoned because of their faith in God. But the truth remains, there is a reward for their stand against the pressure to bend the knee. Time will not permit me to talk about other great men of God and women of old who stood their ground in the face of growing opposition against their faith. These men had defiled kings, royalties, nations, popular beliefs, and death itself, all because of their faith. These men had one position, to stand with Jesus or die trying. They did not care for the opinion of family members and friends. They just wanted to follow their God. And they did not care where it may lead them. They made decisions that made them unpopular with the populace. But they cared about one thing. They love God and would do anything for him. Time will not permit me to talk about Daniel who defiled the king's order not to pray to the one true God and was thrown into the lion's den. We all know the end of that story. Time will not permit me to talk about Joshua, who made the famous declaration in the midst of growing attacks against the faith. He declared, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Time will not permit me to talk about Moses, Jeremiah, Abraham, Rahab, David, Isaiah, Noah, Sarah, Joseph, Gideon, Samson, Jephthah, Samuel, etc. So many of them. 
By not bending their knees, these men conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury flames, and escaped the edge of the sword? Whose weaknesses was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies? Some of these men and women faced jeers and floggings, and even chains and imprisonment. These, they were put to death by stoning. They were sawed into. They were killed by the sword. Some of them, they, they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. Does that sound familiar? The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. These were all condemned for their faith, these men. Condemned because they refused to bend the knee. Condemned because they took a stand against the forces of this world, fighting our faith and fighting the church of God, like today. No matter what is going on in our world today, there will always be a remnant of believers who will not cave into pressure, just like the seven thousands. These men and women will not cave into pressure, even if every other person, they are following these new laws, new age norms that fight against our faith and God's kingdom. And just like the 7,000 who have not bowed their knees to Baal or kissed him, these men, God will always reserve for himself. I would like to end this topic by reminding us that there have been men and women who have fought this good fight of faith in their lifetime. And it is now up to us. Oh, I can, I can hear the Holy Spirit trying to speak to somebody, telling you to not give up. Don't bow to pressure to sin. Don't bow to pressure to join the popular opinions against the unpopular opinion of God and His Word. The Holy Spirit is encouraging you today to stand, just like we read in the beginning of this podcast, to stand your ground and having done all to stand. It is a reminder to continue in that tradition of standing up for your faith. For this fight of our faith is the greatest fight we'll ever be involved in in this wicked, lost, and perverse world that we live in. I pray that the Lord will keep you strong in your faith in Him and that you receive strength to stand in these trying times we live in, to stand in the face of opposition and growing attacks against the church and God's word. All these are more I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Until I come your way again, enjoy the victories that comes from you taking a stand and not bending the knee in this present world and age. God bless you. I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, 
subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at workinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram, which is at workinginpurposepodcast. And also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.